Baby, I have a feeling that time has passed. I mean, this podcast has been going for 15 minutes. It's the one thing you're not aware of. Oh, there was a separate recorder running before this one when we were talking about the industry and some of the less savoury characters in it. Yes, like uh, (laughs) Wolf Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's who we were talking about. That's who we were talking about. And, you know, I'll put my foot down. (laughs) <laughs> Put my foot down and say I'm not a fan of Wolf Boy. Mm. Wolf Boy, what do they say? Is on blast? Is that that's an expression I picked up? I don't know who Wolf Boy is. He's one of your imaginative creations. Uh, he's Larry Ender's Nepo baby's son. Oh yeah, well, sounds like a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's uh something I've riffed on a podcast once, and now it's part of my <laughs> comedy. <laughs> No, Although he we're riffing about it again. Yeah, and he used to be a nephew of a token agent, but I thought, well, no one, the wider audience isn't going to get that. Yeah, yeah. So change it to Larry Ender. Yeah. I can retcon my own self, Tristan. <laughs> That's good. That's what makes you who you are. It's that kind of flexibility that takes you to the next level. I'm, um, I'm, um, I'm taking some eckies right now. Well, you've certainly got something in that gob, those I got, sounds of things. I've got something in my gob, and I know that people love it when you do a podcast and you just <laughs> you have something in your mouth, obviously. It's ASMR. A-S. Asthma. A-S. Asthma. trying to say. It's Tristan Hayes, Monsieur. Hey. Do you want to like do another take of that? <laughs> nah, man. I think I think that had just the right kind of. I liked the way um, you know it had a certain uh, zhuzh to it, but then it just stopped short, and then there was just dead air and throat clearing. I think that's the kind of stuff that I would expect from your podcast. There's nothing wrong with dead air. Dead air is life. That's right. Let's not get yeah overly concerned about whether the air. Is alive or not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can jump in and, and fill fill the silence like that if you want. But, but you know, I could have just let you hanging. That's right. I just thought I'd be nice and <laughs> help you out. Oh, thanks. That's where I was coming from. Well, that's. I mean, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, but they do say that. Yeah. What type of material is good intentions made from? Um. Oh, I think it's like a kind of um. It's a kind of mind stuff. It's a kind of like... Um, Was that mind stuff? Like mind... Gina Reinhardt? Yeah, it's made from Gina Reinhardt stuff. <laughs> and I think good intentions. I think I do think of Gina Reinhardt. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I don't know the woman, but... I, I don't either. Maybe she's got very good intentions. For herself, sure. Yeah, she's for very, herself. She's very well intentioned for herself. Well, if only we could all be Gina Reinhardt, then we'd, we'd do all right. 
you know, if she could expand and become more capacious, we could become part of that self. And then she'd care about us. She'd care about us, but she doesn't care about us. She doesn't care about us, Tristan Hayes. Nah, nah. Look, I mean, I, I have no trouble believing that. I never did think she cared about me, actually. I've just been always very disillusioned on that front. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you think a lot of people start life thinking that Gina Reinhart <laughs> is looking out for them? When I know when I was a little baby, bub, I just thought to myself, there's mommy, there's daddy, and there's Gina <laughs> Reinhart, and they're all looking after me. Yeah, yeah. No, it's hard when that sort of starts to crack you know, yeah. at age nine or whatever it is. Yeah, I definitely, I was, t- <laughs> I was, I was told at age eight, but Gina Reinhardt is actually not looking out for me. It oh, broke my entire worldview. That's brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 15 years later, I learned Santa Claus wasn't real. 15 years later? Yeah. So you're well into your 20s at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I thought, well, Gina Reinhardt's a betrayer, but I still got Santa Claus. <laughs> Turns out I do not have Santa Claus. Turns out you do not. You're, I mean, you know. I hesitate to even say you've still got mum and dad because maybe that's not even true. Uh, I got mum. Okay. That's something. That's something. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know. I got mum. Got that's mom. something. I got mum. That's something. Yeah. And that's your famous catchphrase, isn't it, Tristan Hayes? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. We should properly introduce you. Okay. This yeah. is uh, a titan of comedy. Mm. A titan of industry. You you see him around. Mm. Tall, tall person. Yeah, I'm I'm a titanic of comedy. He's a titanic of comedy in that if he hits an iceberg, everyone dies. Yeah, well, this most is, people this is die. Kind of true, this is kind of true. Yeah, this is good. That's true. I mean, I can get you know, if I hit an iceberg some some nights out there on, on the comedy stage, everyone really does die. I've hit many icebergs in my time. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling you you sort of like ploughing through them, and I don't. Almost... I don't like ploughing through them. I have to plough through <laughs> yeah, them. It's part of the destroying comedy project, I guess. I have to plough forward because yeah. what am I going to do? Like, I know you don't like me, but uh, oh, let me look. Let me look. Let me look at some of my material I can save you all with. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, you have to plow through. And that's the type of dead air we embrace here. Well, good. Did you go through a period of wanting to do comedy but not destroy it and then you became embittered and then decided you wanted to destroy it or has it been a destruction project the whole way through? Everyone in Melbourne knows that I'm the most bitter comic in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. I yell at everyone. Oh yeah! I yell at everyone. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you're not promoting the rooms properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With that bloody spoonerism in your Facebook name that confuses yeah. people, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And that's just me. That's just you. It's just who I am. I yeah. will say, I I'm wearing the mask now. You can t- you can tell I'm wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could barely. Yeah, no, it looks crazy. <laughs> it looks wild. It looks like I'm an alternative comedian. It really does. Just, you, you're really hitting them over the head with it. I mean, you know, would, would you're you not be- a subtle comedian. Would it believe that eight years I was not doing it with a mask on? 
for eight years before yeah. donning the mask. Yeah. But it was still a destruction effort. So I think... Kind so, of. So the bitterness came from losing Gina and Santa. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they were like, well, I have to take Melvin Comedy by storm. <laughs> yeah, that follows, yeah. By doing my Andy Kaufman bullshit. Yeah. Oh, well, don't be so down on it. It's quite good. Not according to Tyson Ray. No, really? I don't really know who that is. But. Well, he, he writes for the age. He's a reviewer. Oh, that's I've seen. Yeah, I actually sent him an email hoping to get a review. Okay, so what did he say about you? He said, Aiken to Jimmy Carr. Uh, Aiken. Aiken? <laughs> I'm, I'm just Aiken to Jimmy Carr. This guy is Aiken to Jimmy Carr. Okay, but I mean, a lot of people think Jimmy Carr's great. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but he was saying it like it was a bad thing. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, he thinks he's smarter than he is. Hmm. No, I don't. I think I'm writing the dumbest things on the planet. Yeah, I don't see you as very... I don't see you as someone who's aching to Jimmy Carr all over the place. I'm Jimmy Bike. <laughs> yeah, you're more of a more of a slow, slow Jimmy. <laughs> I'm a slow Jimmy. <laughs> It's funny, I can still get a, a sense of that mischievous expression even though you have the mask on. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's great. The twinkle in my eye. Yeah, it must be that twinkle. It's the twinkle. It's fascinating that, how you get an impression from someone but you don't know what, like you can't describe it in optical terms but you know that there's something you've perceived. So have we been, have I, is this, have I been formally introduced to your satisfaction I think we can do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How should I introduce you? Um, Tristan Hayes. He's just come off his Melbourne Fringe run mm-hmm. of Absolute Drip Drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like you to do it like that. Yeah, okay. So should I do it again? Okay, so we have here right now in the studio comedian Tristan Hayes. Hey! Just off his run on Melbourne Fringe with his Absolute Drip Drop show. And he's about to perform at the Festival of Critical Comedy. Yeah, I'm doing a small version of it there. So if you didn't catch the big dog, come and watch my small dog, please. I know when you're in a critical condition in the hospital, that's a bad thing. Yeah. So what's a critical comedy? Well, I think it's more about the idea that we use our brains sometimes to critically analyse and dissect culture and common ideas. But what the hell do I know? Don't I do that? I just did that by burping on a podcast. I'm glad you copped to it because I think from the audio alone, it might not be clear who did that. And I, ironically, I'm the one drinking the carbonated drink here. I know, but I'm having the eckies. Yeah, that's and eckies right. make me burp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People have always said that about eckies and you. Mm hmm. But. He's, he's wearing a mask to cover up the fact he's fucking high as he's a kite. He's flying. He's fucking high <laughs> as a kite. He's like, he's like a galaxy brain. He's like on another planet. What planet are you on? Oh, I'm on um, Elon Mars. Elon Mars? I'm on Elon's Mars. What oh. about Elon's Mars bar? Oh, slobber, slobber down on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, scarf, scarf, scarf. Where do I... Stop biting. Where do you go? You know, when people go, om nom 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 nom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do that, but for Elon's Mars bar. Yeah, and I keep nomming. Yeah, I get it. 
Yeah. I get where you're coming from. Yeah, it was a sex joke. I'm glad you get it. Yeah. You can't have a comedy podcast without bringing up Elon Musk. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, you got me. Cancel culture. What do you think of it? Go. Okay. Okay. It's time to... um, it's time to have a reckoning in our society about um, not just like the first order of people who have done the wrong thing and then they get cancelled. We need to start looking at the the cancellers. And, oh. and we need to think, well, do we cancel them or do two wrongs not make a right? Do we reinstate everyone, including people who have actually raped other people? Mm. I don't have the answers. Who cancels for cancelmen? Who cancels the cancelman and or should they? Mm. Uh, Disquisition by Ross and Tristan. You know, I I think it's crazy. I just think I like to think about cancel culture pretty much all day. Here's my controversial hot take on cancel culture. Go. I love it. Okay. I okay. think it's great. You think, you think we're just weeding out the baddies? And- yeah. We're separating the wheat from the chaff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the chaffs, the baddies. Yeah, we're wheat. We're wheat. We're going to make it. We're wheat. <laughs> hey, we're wheat. You know what I think about cancel culture is that we're wheat. But are the are the cancelers also wheat? Yes. Okay. Until it's decided that they're chaff. Mm, when it's all, that's, that's, the, that's what I call the big flip. When I think about cancel culture in the afternoon, I, I think that's going to that's gonna be the big flip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't personally fucking wait. Until there's no more chaff. No more chaff and then... then all no chaff, chaff, all week. Yeah. The the immune system is going to attack itself and then I'll be laughing. And the call's coming from inside the house. <laughs> the cull is coming from inside the house. <laughs> you know, cull. We're yeah, calling yeah. people, wheat and chaff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl Stefanovic. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Now he wore the same suit every single day. Did he really? He wore the same suit on every single day episode <laughs> of today, and that proved he was a feminist. Oh, did that prove it? What was this? The his I... overall point was <clears throat> no one noticed. But if I was a woman, you would have noticed. I'm a uh, feminist now. Ah. Uh. Isn't that the type of activism you like? That's the long game. That's you know, a, that's you a just be thoughtful piece of activism. Is it, or is it just being lazy? Oh, I'm like, then retroacti- retroactively saying, actually. Oh, was it retroactive? Activism. Was it retroactive though? I mean, you're not giving the man much credit here. Why would I, Carl Stefanovic? Yeah, I guess he did famously get drunk and be silly on on the computer on the television. So if that's anything to go by, he probably didn't plan this long arc feminist demonstration. No. Someone else was like, you're wearing the same thing every single day. You have to turn it around and make it about some kind of social justice thing. Oh, so he, he wasn't even his idea to, to no, turn No, it was just pretty usual. He had someone whispering in his, in his ear, his little ear. I'm flung this dead air. Do you think he's um a, a pretty woman? Um, I don't know if he is a sex or not a sex worker. 
Well, I did. Okay. We know um, that movie I'm, Pretty Woman I'm, was about a sex worker. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I was puzzled there for a second by your response. Um, but no, that's true. I don't think he is a sex worker. Some people have called my comedy up too. So would you say that? Um, Slow to understand. <laughs> I would call your comedy like more of a sex worker. Yeah, right. And I don't think they're, I think they can often be sharp as a tack. Uh, yeah, people pay me an hour to make them happy. Hey, there you go. And, and, they, that, and that stuff's working overtime, that material of yours. And, and all comedians are just, you know, working in the adult industry. Yeah, but you're actually fucking them, you know? Like, you're, you know what I mean? Like, it's not just porn, it's sex work. Yeah. If someone flips over and says, handle this, while I'm trying to massage them with absurdity, I'm like, well, you got to pay extra for that. But if you do. My hands. Both hands. And feet. Okay. Now we're getting crazy. That's some Nauru comedy right there. Oh, yeah. I do it ironically. (laughs) I do it in the nude. (laughs) Now, is this critical comedy, what we're doing right now? Well, I mean, I think uh, it could be. I think, you know, you'd have to ask the people who are behind this this festival. I don't know what they mean by it. I've been asked to participate. So I assume I'm already doing critical comedy without understanding that or without having to. It's a bit like Carl with his feminism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I, it sounds kind of like uh, a bit of a, almost like an oxymoron. You know, it doesn't being critical and being funny. I don't know. Like, I guess there's a certain kind of acerbic wit that you might as- associate with a critic. But if that's critical comedy, I'm not that interested. Hmm. It doesn't sound like there's a lot of joy in that. You know, it sounds oh. like, um, you know, I thought you might say "excuse me" or something. Like you burped, like no. Okay. This is unapologetic <laughs> podcasting. I'm going to burp as many however times as I want. Oh, well. I guess I guess that's your right. It is my right. And don't you dare say it's not. Don't you dare criticize my it's, lack of manners. It's not your right. What are you going to do now? How dare you? Yeah, I'm not afraid of confrontation. I'm not a confrontational person. You know that. Well, I'm not that. a contra- I'm not a confrontational comedian. Well, I think you're definitely that. I, w- I was only granting the previous claim on the grounds that there's some kind of clear compartmentalization between uh, you as a comedian and you as a guy who's not a comedian. <laughs> well, not a guy who's not a comedian, but just a guy. And I even thought maybe that this is marked by the use of different first names, Matthew and Ross. Hmm. But this ain't an interview of you, so. Yeah. It's a confrontation between us. Yeah, yeah, but my name's in the title, buddy. Yeah, but I feel like I'm landing some pretty bloody good zingers on you, so. <sighs> you're right. You're right, Tristan. <coughs> I'm glad you're to right. hear you say that. You're right, Tristan. How's your Melbourne fringe? Oh, look, mate, it was uh, good. It was good. Had some really fun shows. Had uh, of the five, I think I would say three were extra fun. One was a bit tense but rewarding, and another one didn't go ahead. Right. 
Which one was the... Why was one of them tense? Well, um, it's because there were very few people in the audience and the, uh, there was a couple who were strangers to me up the front and then the three people I knew up the front were um, what I would call alt comedians whom I respect. Ah. And there was a certain tenseness to them just sitting right up the front looking straight ahead at me and at the show um, while I tried to do the show, you know. But I, they, having said that, you know, so they created this tension, I think, in my body, in my whole way of behaving. There were times when it, 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 it broke through and I would laugh almost without having planned to, or actually fully without having planned to, and then that seemed to re- reduce the tension, you know. That seemed to... You know, it was it was it was it was tense. I think you can understand where I'm coming from. Yes, yeah. I think I let me. If I can give you some unsolicited advice, mm-hmm. here's my take. Go. Your problem is you respect these comics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The problem you should respect no one. Yeah. I mean, it's hard though. It's hard though because then why would you? I mean, I think I might stop doing it. Start while respecting people? No, I mean, like, it would be weird to do comedy and think that you're the only one who's any good at it. Is that what you do? (laughs) Well, I'm not going to say I do that, but I'm saying all the most successful people don't respect no one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're not sort of, you're saying do as I say, not as I do. You've got. You've got some advice which you yourself aren't able to or aren't willing to follow. So you do find yourself respecting people despite. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. No, look, I mean, if that's the if that's the price of success, I don't want it. I want to go on respecting these these people. Don't you want success, bro? Oh, no. Just to think of how many more people could respect you. Is that's what you want. This you you want the respect to come to you. <clears throat> oh, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. I was almost going to burp again, but then I didn't. Yes. Does that make me a good boy? Um, <laughs> okay, so now that this is really... Okay, now... I started to think, wow, I've really got one up, one over this guy who reckons that he's. And when I say one over, I don't mean I've won you over. I mean I you thought got I one had, over me. Had you, one you, over. It's like on you, you won. Yeah. The battle of the brains. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought, no, I'm being subtly needled. You're being sarcastic. <laughs> I never needle any of my guests. Uh, yeah, that's not true. I've heard. I've done a, what? What little listening I've done to this, this formless aberration. There is form to this. It's very <laughs> subtle form. It changes every week. It's very subtle. It's very complex form because it changes every week. Although there is a constant, which is needling. Uh yeah, that's the format. <laughs> What's the difference between interviewing and needling someone? It's the same thing. <laughs> I have gone through an arc with you, um, my perception of you, because you seemed quite meek when I first encountered I knew your material was confrontational and, you know, bizarre and quite courageous. I always knew that about you. But just as a person, I thought you seemed awfully meek at first. But when I started listening to these and as I go on meeting you more, 
I don't think you are so meek, even off stage. I think there's an edge to you. And I don't think you suffer fools gladly. I think the meek shall inherit the earth and that's why I'm meek. Because I'm waiting to inherit the earth. Right. So, but God knows whether you're really meek or not. And meek rhymes with Greek. And that's a slang term for anal sex. Greek is a... Discuss. So, okay. I will discuss that. Um, So... The people say anal sex will inherit, not the people who have it. No, but Greek, the Greek, itself. the Greek, the Greek will inherit the earth, and and people say Greek to mean, to, to mean put it, put it in the butt. Could you, yeah, just so I can respond properly to, to this, um, I'd like you to use <clears throat> this in a sentence. The Greek term for anal sex, just so I understand its grammatical role in sentences. So this kind of slang term for anal sex. Is, is Greek. That's not how using it in a sentence works. No, I, I just did use it in a sentence. No, you mentioned it in a sentence. Yeah, and that's using it in a sentence, but mentioning. <clears throat> I mean a kind of use that is not also mentioning. Uh, people say <laughs> that one of my favorite things to do is Greek. Okay, 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 okay. So the Greek will inherit the earth is roughly like saying the act of having gay sex will inherit the earth. Well, I never said it was just gay sex. I mean, anyone could put it in the butt. You make an extremely good point. I think you've got one over on me now. Yeah, that's what happens. Because, I mean, that really is uh, airtight, that point. I, have, I, I stand corrected. I never even, I didn't even believe that. But it's, it's interesting to note how, how, how readily my brain slipped from anal sex to gay sex and I feel bad about it. You could spend some time apologising, that's fine. <laughs> Look, I'm reflecting. I don't know that I owe anyone an apology. I think you do. <laughs> Who, the gays? Or the other, the anal sexes who aren't gay. Anyone who's ever had <laughs> anal sex. Okay, I'm sorry to everyone who's had anal sex. <laughs> there you go. I do feel better. I, I do feel a lot better now because it was fun and it made me laugh. <clears throat> so you've done an absolute drip drop in Melbourne Fringe. I've done it. You're doing a shortened version Yep. For the Festival of Critical Comedy. Oh, yeah. What's, what's your plans? What's your plans for this show? Plans for the shortened version? The shortened version, the long version, the normal version. My plan for the shortened version is to get the money and get out of there. Okay. My plan for the and to have a darn good time along the way. And for the longer version, I would like to do it again elsewhere. Um, I would like to take it to Sydney. I would like to take it to the big Melbourne one, but I don't know if next year I will. But this is this is my general plan to take it around to places oh, other yeah. than Adelaide. Tour, tour around the country. <clears throat> it's too, you might call it a tour. You might call it a tour, but you know, I don't consider myself a touring comic. I'm I'm a stay at home boy. So it will, I would take, you know, I would take this. I would think of this as a bit of a, an anomaly, a bit of a special occasion each time I do it. But who knows? If I do it enough, it, it will become uh, normal. Have you thought of maybe changing up the show? So mm. you're doing this show called Absolute Drip Drop mm. now. Mm-hmm. Have you ever considered just changing the show? 
So it's a completely different show. Um, I mean, wouldn't that just be starting from scratch? In what sense is that changing? The sh- like that's not modifying it. I mean, think about it. Richard Linklater doesn't do the same film each time. Yeah, okay, I get you. Yeah, you know, I know. he did Dazed and Confused, and he also did Boyhood. Yeah, yeah. And he also did that spiritual sequel to Dazed and Confused, his name I can't think of right now. Right, right, right. And there was Waking Life. And that was Waking Life, and that's completely different. Yeah, it's true. No, I really am sort of bucking the Linklater playbook in my approach to comedy. Um, and I'm just saying maybe you should consider maybe changing the show to make it like a one-man dazed and confused. Okay. Tristan hazed and confused. Okay. Hazed and confused. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's bad. Hey, that's imagine. Welcome to Hazed and Confused, yeah. I'm so confused, yeah. Where am I now? What is this? I hear you ask. I will answer that question. This is Hazed and Confused. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What if, like, someone was like your Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. And he's, he's like... Cool. And he's like... He's like, uh... These ticket holders, you know? I'll get mm. older. They, they also get older, too. Oh, that's Matthew. just how... That's how time works. I like it. The way you look at life. And that time is like a flat circle. Mm-hmm. And that's a completely different Matthew McConaughey thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's become quite intellectual. So I'm just saying, you know, people like that film Days to Confused. They do. I mean, it's it's a vibe. It's a vibe. <laughs> it's what we now call a vibe movie. <laughs> I really think it is. And I think you can make a vibe show. Hey, look. Funny you say that. I've heard I've heard good things about the vibe. It's about the vibe. It's about the vibe. It's Marbo. It's all of that. And you can work with working dog. <laughs> yeah. When you do this, you can work with working dog. Yeah, I know. I could even get you in on it. You know, if I succeed at there at working dog, I could, you know, maybe give you a leg up too. Yeah, dude. Have you been paying attention? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I haven't, though. You should do Have You Been Paying Attention. Oh, that, yeah. When you work with Working Dog, they get you on Have You Been Paying Attention. Right. I stopped paying attention after the panel, so I didn't know about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe thank God you're here. Would you do thank God you're here? Yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah. I, you know, that, that level, yeah, if they were like that, I'd be like, well, I'm glad you value. I'm glad you're so happy that I'm here. I'll do it. You see how I'm doing like a little joke about the last two things you've said? I don't know if that came through clearly. Hazen and confused, yeah. Oh my god, thank god you're here. You need to perform surgery on this man. Do you know how to do it? <laughs> uh doyoyoy, yeah. Which utensil do you use? Which 
surgical tool would you use? Oh, that's just my surgical rusty saw. <laughs> no, you don't mean that. You don't mean surgical rusty saw. No, sorry, I misspoke. I mean scalpel. That's right. And that's like the... <laughs> <laughs> it's like the days of confused version of Thank God You're Here. Oh man, see, it's a you can sort of it's like a lens you can put in, and you can look at anything through that lens. Right, that's like, gonna be a great show. Were you ever an American student <clears throat> in the 1970s at an American high school? No, but it's almost like I was. This lens comes so naturally to me. It is, and everyone loves lenses. Everyone loves lenses. I mean, that's not true. I, just, I'm, I shouldn't have gone along with it. I, it was sort of, you know, you know, I, it's not as if we have to fill the spaces. And Yes, it is. <clears throat> okay. No one can know that during the dead air we're just staring into each other's eyes. <laughs> like what, what are we doing next? Yeah. Are yeah, we, are we yeah. sizing each other up or is this oh, bonding? What are we doing? Oh, look, I think the sizing up period... I think that reached a peak about 10 minutes ago. Right. And I think we're starting to bond. Right. Yeah. It feels good. Should I take this call? Yeah, sure. Okay. This guy's in broadcasting. He'll appreciate it. Hi, Robbie. Here's Johnny. How are you, mate? You're on um, a podcast. I'm on an absolute podcast here and I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much for buzzing me in. <laughs> That's great. It's usually it's me that accepts the phone calls on the show. It's good that now someone else has accepted a phone call in the middle of the show. No worries. What a pleasure it is to be here on the Vegetarians Anonymous podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ross, if you want me to end the call, you can just make a signal to me. No, I've um, never eaten meat in my life. Keep it rolling, boys. What's the next gag? I have eaten meat. I've lied to everyone here. I'm sorry, Robbie. Was it? My name's Robbie. I'm happy to be here. That's my. That's me. This is Robbie Armfield, one of the hosts of the Welcome to Meet You podcast and the radio show in Sydney, Robbie's Modern Life. Ah, kind of like that cartoon. Yeah, that's right. Like that's the right. like that the cartoon. And um, let, let's pivot off that. What <laughs> cartoons are you enjoying, mate? Uh, I like the one where the horse is real sad. Oh, Mr. Horseman, Mr. Bojack himself. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. That one is really well animated and uh, I, I haven't seen a single scare of it, but I think they've got a cool introductory uh, sequence, don't they? I was actually talking about Mr. Horse from Ren and Stimpy. Just joshing, mate. Of course. Uh, of course. Yeah, you know. And he's real sad because his creator is a child groomer. All I could think of was Mr. Ed. I guess that ages me a little bit. Yeah. Well, uh, what else? What have you guys been talking about? Well, what haven't we talked about? What's the Is this a philosophical podcast or a comedic one? Both. Yeah, it's both. Comedy is like a philosophy. <laughs> It's like a trick question, isn't it? That's like, what what is comedy but just philosophy about times? So uh, we, we talked about tricks earlier. Trips? Like science? Like we talked tricks. about tricks earlier. Tricks? Like you said, a trick? Like, like a sex worker. 
<laughs> like sex working, like turning tricks in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't that magical? Turning tricks in the bed with the nav man. Hey, Holy if shit. the nav man pays, that's okay. I reckon if I was to ever become obsessed with the women of the night, I'd, my, my moniker would be nav man. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, they'd be like, oh, he's Nav Man again. Here he is. Nav. Nav, N-A-V, you know, with the... Um, GPS. GPS. I get yeah. it. I get it. Like, why are you a GPS? That was what I'm thinking, Robbie. I'm not getting this shit either. <laughs> the audience must be tearing their hair out. They probably all get it. This is a we very straight down the line, non-confusing podcast, and you're ruining that vibe, Robbie. I heard the applause. I heard the laughter. So you can't fool me. Yeah, I mean, I would like to say you're ruining the podcast, Robbie, but to be honest, I think you're really enhancing it. There's nothing to ruin. There's nothing to ruin. What's the name of this humble uh, thing? The Joe Rogan Experience. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tristan, what the hell? You didn't tell me. I know, man. Uh, Plug my shit. Okay. Well, I did. We just did. Uh, Uh, Robbie's Modern Life. I need to keep it going. Well, no, I mean, you got your plug. This is JRE. We got we got we got to get on to the next thing. Yeah, we talk. Hey, well, the next thing is this, Ross. How old are you, mate? <sighs> Too old. Too old to what? Let's hear it. Fuck. He's genuinely cagey about this. Too I think. old to fuck? You're kidding me, mate. Well, I'm sorry to hear. <laughs> um, I heard about this. Well, I was thinking about this thing the other day, actually. What do you reckon about this? A mojito with Viagra sprinkled around the edges. Sounds like they'll cancel each other out. In the best way, right? Like an espresso martini, but it's like the the other version of it or something. So instead of like a four-hour burner, you get a two-hour burner? I reckon you might be on something there, mate. Yeah. Or you could just have a non... So you're saying that a mojito plus the... the that'll depress the tendency of your penis to become engorged and the Viagra will... Promote that. I guess. Yeah. Mm. Well, you could Food just have a mocktail. Have a mock Viagra cocktail. I'm mocked enough oh. without being mocked by a drink. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think the mocktails are mocking, are doing mocking. I look at them and I know they're making <laughs> jokes about me, but I do not enjoy. <laughs> All right, let's cut the shit, guys. What are we talking about? Well, we were talking about Mojito Viagra before. Oh, my God. Next. <laughs> yeah, no, Next. but the mocktail, you know those meme images of, like, all the mean girls at high school looking disapprovingly? Yeah. Like, look at this dweeb. That is, I can see mocktails that way, like looking at them all all dolled up. I think they're on the come up, though, aren't they? Because al- non-alcoholic alternatives are sort of, you know, it's cool to be sober now. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really um, making me less cool. Are you a teetotaler or a peetotaler? Uh, did you say peetotaler? Like yes. Like the letter P? Well, like, oh, pe- like P-E-E. Are you a teetotaler? You don't drink at all or you're a peetotaler? You drink nothing but, you know, piss instead of yes. alcohol. Um, I have Got the odd drink, but I think... Of your own piss? My days of piss drinking are behind me. I think, oh, oh, look, I was a bit of um, I was a worry. I was a worry early on in life. What's that? It's not coming a... through clearly. Do you, is your mouth full of piss at the moment, Robbie? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, this is uh, no. I'm in a bath full of it though. I hope that doesn't change things. Um, yeah, and I always drink bath water. So there you go. I've got a bath full of full of urine here. Um, don't I, don't throw the piss out with the bath water. No, that's right. No, that, that, you always say that. Um, <laughs> I yeah. No, I used to be such a bad drinker, and then um, and then I got good again. But Tristan likes. Uh, Tristan, I mean, how, how do you feel about your your alcohol consumption these days? Oh, it's something I sort of try to keep a lid on, you know, like because I have a tendency, I do like a drink. Um, I don't have an issue with getting drunk. I have an issue with just regular use of alcohol that I would like to reduce. Let me tell you, my BAC is out of control. Right now? Yeah, my battery acid chugging. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have been chugging that stuff. I'm chugging nothing but battery acid. That's why oh I just keep God. burping. That'd, ki- how f- that'd kill you so fast, wouldn't it? Like, of all the things you could have. Is that so? Do people do it recreationally because it gets them high? Not that I'm aware of. I think that's just like a, you know, I feel like people used to say that, like, you know, when depressed memes and stuff are going around, like, I'm so, I think that still happens, like that kind of, um, uh, that, that, that sort of memeing where it's like my life is so shit and all that. Um, mm. Oh, clin- clinical depression, you know, like I've got, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've got clinical depression, you know. I drink battery acid. What have I got? Clinical depression, you know. Um, so is the idea that they're trying to kill themselves? I think so. I think there was there was yeah. a lot. I don't know if it still happens. Have you seen much sort of suicide-basing things online? Oh, that's awfully dark. I, I, suicide-baiting, like kind of almost trying to nudge the viewer toward committing suicide. No, oh, sorry, no, just like suggesting, I should say, or su- suggestive of suicide, I should oh, say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like an, and, and like a, you know, sort of a... A flippant way? Like, oh... A flippant, sort of edgy way. Guess you know? I'll just... Oh, there's that old man who says, guess I'll kill myself then, or guess I'll just Stuff die. Like that. Stuff but, like that. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, that's maybe not a prime around? example. Who's this old man? Oh, you know, he he's an old man. It looks like kind of... um. Stock images. It has a sort of Tim and Eric flavor to it, and he's sort of shrugging, going, "Guess I'll just die." Right. And that's a meme. Yeah, it's a meme. I wouldn't be surprised if Facebook now, because you know how they attach all the sort of verified official information to things now. Like if it addresses COVID, it has all the official things. I reckon if things address suicide, if it hasn't done so already, I believe in the next year we'll see. Lifeline and all these sorts of Beyond Blues officially attached to any such suggestion of it. I, I would wager. I yeah. think it's already happens. Fifty dollars on that. Yeah. I put fifty dollars down on that. I think that already happens, Robbie. Does that happen? Yeah, that happens. I think you're getting a bit of pushback from Ross. I think when you started launching in on that sentence, he gave me a look of kind of this guy's. This guy's got his own agenda. This guy's getting a bit lippy. I'm not having a go about that. I think. No, not having a go. That you, that, that you just got a lot to say. That was yeah. I got a look from Ross that sort of suggested, you know, this guy's quite this guy's got a lot to say. Yeah, no, I do, and this is a podcast that I'm not a part of, so like forget I'm here, like pretend I'm not here. Hey. I mean, you're part of it now. You've been part of this for the past 10 minutes. You've become pretend an integral part of the app. I'm I'm behind the scenes, pretend I'm not here. I should have opened with that. Sorry, guys. Okay. Now, who's that? I think that's um I think that's Mr. Facebook. Mr. Facebook himself. It's Mr. Facebook um, saying, yeah, we already do the thing with the, the suicide lifelines. I have to say, mm. like, I I hate suicide and I don't think it's, you know, 
I, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't want people to do it, you know, seriously. So, um, you yeah. know, I should just say that, you know, no, no sense of any flippancy or anything like that. I think it's just an awful thing that people mm. unfortunately go through and it's completely fucked and awful. So maybe, mm. you know, in terms of, uh, helping the online space, it might be a nice thing to attach those official. Although I did, I have called not because I was suicidal, but I have called Lifeline before, and you know, it's hard. I think you can get good ones and bad ones, and I think good, like good on them all. I have to say, like you know, so good. But have you ever called them yourself? No. You've never called Lifeline. No. Ross, have you ever called Lifeline? Well, this isn't the. Ross Purdy calls up Lifeline show. It's Ross Purdy destroys comedy. Have you called Lifeline before? Robbie, mate. Is it probably it This has been fun. <laughs> 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 All right, I'll see you guys later. Thanks. See you, mate. Bye. Bye. Nice to meet you, <laughs> I guess. Was that a meeting? That was a fucking great meeting, man. I think that definitely was a meeting. So no. is that is that going to be part of Tristan Hayes and Confuse? Because yeah, yeah. I'm so, I'm certainly confused right now. Oh man, on your own podcast. Yeah, someone guest comes in. Not often that a guest comes in here and one ups me in my own game. Oh, it's crazy. No, that's going to happen every time. I often have him just walk out after 35 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens. Well, you haven't got me yet. I I don't even I don't even, I didn't even look at the time when we started, but I know that it was shortly after four. So I have a rough idea of how long we've been going, and I intend to last part, past the thirty-five minute mark. Well, we're way past the thirty-five minute mark now. Great, let's wrap it up. So Tristan, what do you have to plug? Um, oh, we don't we don't have to plug anything. I've plugged shit. No, and, wait. and when I said let's wrap it up. I didn't really mean that. It could, I could go either way. Oh, I know I gotta gotta plug yeah, gotta plug, well, plug my ass. Yeah, I've done that. <laughs> Isn't that? Uh, you call it Greek? Yeah, call it Greek. After all that anal. Tristan Hayes is absolute trip drop. Thanks, Ross. He's, he's performing at the Festival of Critical Comedy. Go look up Awkward Giraffe online. Why is a giraffe so awkward? I don't know. I just got asked to participate in this funny festival. And you didn't do your research? Look. No. <laughs> the money was right. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And thanks for having me, Ross, on your podcast. I'm going to go drink my own piss now. Me too.